Welcome to My Messy Lessons, the podcast. I hope this show will encourage you to know and love yourself more, inspire you to look at things differently, or maybe just say, oh, thank God, I thought I was the only one. As you join me in my journey through life, please don't take it as the truth. I might disagree with myself 10 episodes from now, so use my discoveries simply to spark your own, to learn, think, and grow in whatever direction that takes you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my discussion on self-compassion. I am going through 10 different lessons that I've learned on self-compassion, and so let's just dive right in. So lesson number six is that we make better choices when we are self-compassionate. By responding to ourselves continuously with love and compassion, we accept and validate that certain experiences are tough for us, and we create a safe place for ourselves where we are cared for and validated. When we make decisions from a place of shame, fear, guilt, or anger, we often choose quite poorly, as I'm sure you know from experiences in your own life. But when we come from a safe, compassionate place, like a place we can give ourselves, we are better able to notice how things actually affect us. And we're better able to tell what we really need and want in that moment, and it enables us to choose what creates joy in our lives. An example of this is on our wedding morning, I was rushing around. The photographer was adding to it by reminding me how late I was and acting very annoyed. (laughs) That could definitely just be my interpretation, but that's how it seemed to me at the time. And I was in major shame. I was shitting myself right, left, and center. Why wasn't I more organized? I thought I had this all figured out. I thought I had lots of time. Now we're late and I'm wasting the photographer's time. We were supposed to start pictures half an hour ago. I'm such an idiot. Why didn't I think of this stuff before? And now the strap of my dress broke and I can't believe I didn't even think to bring a safety pin. What an idiot. Seriously. (laughs) I was not in a great place. And because of that, like when you're in a rush and you're in a place of shame, everything just gets worse because you just can't think clearly to think, you know, where you put something or to remember everything you need to do. Anyways, um, once I was ready and we were on our way to get our pictures taken, I had room to breathe and realized, yes, most brides are this way the morning of the wedding because there is a lot to do. It's okay. I'm not an idiot. I'm normal. This place of self-compassion and also compassion on the part of my bridesmaids helped me to clear my head and say, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this day. Who cares if I'm late? If the photographer is annoyed by me and how I do things and that I'm late, that's okay. I don't pay her for her opinion. I pay her to take pictures. And that's exactly what I did. You know, I just started enjoying my day and I didn't worry about being late. 
because that wasn't really important. But if I had stayed in shame, it would have bothered me all day and I would have been people-pleasing the photographer instead of enjoying my wedding. Number seven, there is something about self-criticism and being hard on ourselves that is very isolating. When we're in pain and shame, we tend to think that we are all alone, that no one has been through this, chosen this, done this, thought this before, that our weaknesses or imperfections are flaws, that there's something wrong with us. But when we have compassion and embrace our light and our darkness, it connects us to the rest of humanity because this is part of the shared human experience. We are more connected to other humans because we are all just as vulnerable and just as flawed. In the book by Kristen Neff, it says, self-compassion isn't a label or a judgment. It's a way of relating to the mystery of who we are. It honors the fact that all human beings have both strengths and weaknesses. And it also realizes that our present moment and abilities are ever-changing and impermanent. Our successes and failures come and go, right? They neither define us or determine our worthiness. They are merely a part of being alive. And so self-compassion doesn't depend on being special or above average, but on caring about ourselves. We who are fragile, imperfect, and magnificent. Brene Brown talks about standing in front of the mirror and saying something like, yes, I am imperfect and I'm wired for struggle, but I'm also worthy of love and belonging. To me, this is self-compassion. Number eight, self-compassion allows us to take responsibility for our actions. When we do something that doesn't turn out the way we planned, maybe we hurt someone else or a lot of someone else's. If we criticize ourselves and we're hard on ourselves, we get angry at ourselves or ashamed or guilty, then we get consumed with these feelings, as I mentioned above, and it leads us into a shame spiral or anger spiral. And what do you do when you feel that way? You know, you escape probably by your preferred method, like shopping, Netflix, drinking, or running, or whatever it is, and we're so ashamed or so angry that we prefer to just ignore what we did. We just try to push it aside, pretend like it never happened. When, however, we respond to ourselves with self-compassion by remembering that all human beings are inadequate and make mistakes and hurt others, it gives us the emotional stability we need to take responsibility for our actions. It enables us to see past our inadequacies by reminding us that everyone makes mistakes. This allows us to see the situation with greater clarity and to choose to change and grow instead of being stuck in negativity, to face what we did because there's nothing wrong with us. We're just human and we made a mistake. Nine, self-compassion helps us understand our past and release our regrets. A good way to have compassion on yourself regarding the past is if you wish you made a different choice than you did to recognize that at the time you were trying to fulfill a need, which 
is a beautiful thing. You maybe didn't go about it in the best or healthiest way, but you were trying to take care of yourself as best you knew how in the moment. Like Oprah says, we do our best, and then when we know better, we do better. And sometimes you just see the situation differently, and you see that going back, you actually would make the same choice. A great example of this is in the last episode, I said that one of the things I regret about my wedding is that I didn't get around to the tables to say hello and spend a bit of time with everyone. I was just reading a book this week called Nonviolent Communication, where it walks me through this concept. And so I thought to myself, when I could have been going around the tables and greeting people, what was I doing? What need was I filling? And I remembered that Declan had just woken up from his afternoon nap and he consented to come to me for the first time that day because, if you recall, he had been angry at me earlier and wouldn't didn't come with me to walk down the aisle. So I got to hold him and snuggle with him on my lap and in my arms for an hour probably and give him some security and heal my own heart. And because of that, we also got to have our first dance with him. That's a special part of our day. And so turns out I actually wouldn't go back and change that. So I don't have regrets around that anymore. Lesson number 10, last but not least, (laughs) when we are compassionate, patient, and loving with ourselves, when we are compassionate, patient, and loving with ourselves, we are our own safe place. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I sought security in relationships for years. I was addicted to it. But finding security anywhere other than within yourself is ironically very unstable and leaves you feeling unsafe. I mean, you can find you can find a little bit of security outside of yourself, obviously, I guess, but um but we can't control what's outside of us ultimately, right? We can't control other people, we can't control circumstances. But there is a place within you that can be safe no matter what. However, Um, It can be safe, but it doesn't necessarily mean it is safe because, for example, if I people please with that space and give up who I am to please someone else, I'm not safe with myself. I can't trust myself to be who I am, right? Because sometimes I I people please with that place. Or if I'm constantly critical and never give myself any grace, that certainly isn't a safe place. And because of these kind of things, sometimes in the past, I felt safer with someone else than I did with myself. But what if we change that? I'm in the process of changing that and creating a safe place within myself for myself. What if no matter what, you had a constant safe place to turn to that was 100% guaranteed? It takes a while to create, but creating that place within myself has given me the strongest feeling I've ever had of security. And as human beings, we flourish from a place of safety. So that's my lessons for you on self-compassion. And 
like in the past episode, I just want you to continue to pay attention to how you talk to yourself and how you treat yourself. Are you compassionate, gentle, and patient with yourself? Or are you harsh and critical? And what kind of effect does that have on you? Does it actually accomplish what you think it accomplishes? And what if you tried being compassionate with yourself, treating yourself like your own best friend? Try it for a week. See what happens. I hope you have a compassionate and messy week. This is Phoebe. Thank you for listening to My Messy Lessons. If you'd like to continue this discussion, visit my Facebook group called My Messy Lessons The Community and ask to be accepted into it. I would love to hear about your experiences or questions on these subjects. If you like this podcast and want to get each episode as it comes out, remember to hit the subscribe button on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. If you have questions, comments, or would like to access the show notes, please visit my website at www.mymessy.com. The intro and closing music is Never Back Down by Floor Broad. See you next week. And remember, we're all messy. That's what makes us beautiful. <laughs>